Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone. And today we're just going to talk about a gaming concept, sort of a an idea of the difference between the discussion of play and actual play. Um, and this sort of came to me over the sort of a series of discussions I've been having where I've just come to realize that uh, uh, the there's the, there is a difference. There's sort of a distinction to be made between the discussions about gaming that go on online and where that leads you to and whether that's actually applicable or not to stuff at the table. Um, you know, sometimes I find it's easy to uh, to sort of be persuaded by a very good argument online or to to reach a series of conclusions because you've staked out positions and you now have to defend them. But then when you go and take those into the gaming table and your players aren't necessarily posters on forums anymore, they're not necessarily, <laughs> you know, even they don't even care about the conversation that you just won. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You now, you know, it, it can, it can kind of all fall apart at the game table. Um, and I was just curious if you had any thoughts or experience with this. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, my most basic thought on it is that, you know, what I want from a game isn't a specific thing. I mean, sometimes you're in the mood for one thing, sometimes you're in the mood for another. Like, you know, sometimes I want a more investigative-based game. Sometimes I want a pure sandbox or whatever. But when people get into these discussions online, they go, oh, I like this one thing. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, I like this other one thing. And then they have this argument about which one is the right thing. And it's like that, you know, or even with mechanics, it's like I'll apply one mechanical solution one time. I'll apply a different mechanical solution another. And I mean, yeah, running a game isn't about making a single decision. It's about making a dozen little mini decisions a minute to keep the game flowing. And that, that isn't where, as opposed to defending, I'm going to run yeah. my game this way and everything will happen this way through the session. Well, and I, I think that's what tends to happen is you tend to you, – you can start out a conversation just seeing a post about sandboxes <laughs> and you'll be like, hey, I like sandboxes. This is why. And then all of a sudden you're the sandbox guy and, yeah. and you can't get out of that box because – and this happened to me. It wasn't about sandboxes, but it was about a similar type of thing where I had staked out ground like that and then topic of another mechanic came up and I defended the mechanic and people were perplexed as to why – I was saying one thing earlier in the discussion or elsewhere on the forum. And then this other thing about this specific mechanic here. And it was because I was weighing sort of the positives and negatives of it just in terms of, well, I'm trying to run a campaign and if I'm using this mechanic. These are the benefits of it. And these are the negatives of it. Um, yeah. I feel like the way that internet discussions tend to go around games, you're almost, you're almost pressured to become an extremist. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to have these really starkly, clearly drawn positions that are logically sound, internally consistent, and are easy to identify in a conversation. And that's yeah. not really what happens when you're running a game. You kind of need to be almost inconsistent. Because if I'm running a game with Adam and Rob and Dana, that's a very different game than if I'm running a game with Adam, Elliot, and Kenny. Do you know what I mean? And I can't, yeah. I can't. I, if, if I'm if I'm overly consistent, then I mean I'm true. I, I guess I, you, you're like I'm remaining true to myself as I've expressed it online in a discussion. But like I have three players that are baffled and and not happy with the end result. 
Um, and so, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, on the one hand, I think online discussions are good because they can lead you, like they definitely led me to places that I wouldn't have got to otherwise, right? Like I definitely was exposed yeah, to I'll, ideas. Uh, I'm, I'm a moderator of a forum. Yeah. I'm not opposed to internet discussion. <laughs> I spend a lot of time. Yeah. It's just, it's just there's just these pitfalls that can yeah. happen. I mean, I feel it helps me as a moderator to be aware of these traps people fall into. Cause a lot of times, a lot of times have bitter arguments kind of stepping up the best way to moderate it rather than criticizing anyone. is just, just to go, let's take a step back people. Let's kind of look at the big picture, you know, yeah. and it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's because I, I've got, I, you know, I mean, you talked about too, you get yourself in a box. It's, easy once you get into an argument with someone online it's easy to trap yourself into arguing things from a from a, a completely dogmatic viewpoint you yeah. really don't hold but yeah. you don't you don't want to back down and it's it, it's silly but it's so easy so easy to get stuck into when you're online well because if you back down you would lose like i think the problem <laughs> yeah, one, exactly. one of the th- here, here's what it is i think the Winning the debate, and you can appreciate this because you used to be on debate team. Winning the debate yeah. doesn't mean that you're right. It means that no. you're. It means <laughs> that you're you're clever, right? It means that you know how to employ the rhetoric. And exactly. and and what I think often happens online is the people that are really savvy at using the rhetoric, maybe the people that have experienced with debate team and things like that. I don't know. They can be very good at making a persuasive case for X. And then you can walk away from that argument going, well, I'm not as smart as that guy. Clearly, I think X must be true. And then you go and try to apply it to your game and you're like, wait, this isn't working. What's wrong? You know, and so I feel like the ultimate testing ground of any of this stuff is the game table. And yeah, and so, uh, you know, it's got it's got utility. There's there's definitely a benefit to seeing multiple points of view. And uh, but like you said, there's these. There are these logical traps you can fall into and these um, uh, uh, just sort of these sort of you can like one thing that happened to me. I'll just give a very specific example because I think it's I think it's useful. Um, You know, I really I, I value immersion. I value, you know, things like sandbox play and the ability for players to kind of just do whatever they want, right? Like I want a player to be able to say, I want to walk over that hill, even though the GM didn't plan it, or I'm going to try to assassinate the Duke of, 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 of Burlington because the Duke is, you know, a real jerk, even though the GM probably needs him in play for some grand scheme that he's got going on. I, I, I like, I like, I like games to be able to do that, but over the course of time, I started to adopt a philosophy of gaming tailored towards this style of play. And it reached like a critical mass maybe three years ago that was overly rigid where I couldn't allow anything that was X, Y, or Z in because that was anti-immersion. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that really started to hinder my ability to run games. It wasn't that immersion was bad or that a lot of these ideas I developed were bad. It's just that I was being overly consistent with them, if that makes sense. Because I felt like as a product of internet culture, my, my, my gaming philosophy had to be consistent. Do you know what I mean? It had to be... Uh, it had to be something that I could defend online. And what I would run at the table wasn't something that could be defended online in the end. Do you know what I mean? It was... Yeah, I mean, I... You know, I mean, back in the 90s, I kind of got into the the trap. You know, lots of games involving conspiracies and stuff like Vampire and stuff were big. And I'd, I'd, 
always have these big secrets in all my campaign worlds because that was really fashionable and stuff. But I would guard my secrets so closely that the players would just be wandering around in the dark. And my, <laughs> my campaigns would kind of crash and burn after a couple of sessions because they didn't know what to do. And it's like, then I kind of, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I should let the players know what's going on and then they can react to it. That might be clever. And yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, it's not just the internet. It's things that are in, in, you know, back then it wasn't the internet that was blind to me. It was just the way games were being written at the same time. I was putting this idea in my head of how to run a game that I, conspiracies can be great in a game, but you, you have to, you have to give your players a window into that conspiracy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think um I, I think especially with 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 gaming fashions and trends, those are those are those are a whole different ball of wax because those are yeah. really hard like it's easy to dismiss an internet argument. To dismiss the prevalent paradigm about gaming is really tough. That that was the experience I had. I, I, I pretty much fully embraced the nineties when it was around. Like I'm sure. not gonna I'm not gonna deny that I was you know, I was a nineties gamer when the nineties were going on. Uh where I started running into difficulty was actually during the two thousands when I just didn't like adventure paths or uh, and I've said yeah. this multiple times, but like the whole encounter level thing and all that stuff. And uh but that was the dominant paradigm. I found that very difficult to sort of get, to even realize I was having difficulty with it was hard. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that, like just that step alone was tough. Um, so I think when there's like a gaming paradigm that everybody just assumes, you know, X is true. It's, it's a real difficult fight to have, not only with, you know, going in a new direction, like, you know, like in your case, not using conspiracies that way. Uh, you know, but I think I think with the with the whole adventure path challenge rating thing, that was a hard paradigm to break out of because I ran, you know, D&D three for a long time, long after I was miserable running it. Mm -hmm. And I think I I think it's because it is it's a very logical paradigm. You set up your encounters in a row. Here's how you build your encounters. I mean, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work to, to use to, to, to run games with it, yeah. but it all made sense. It gave you the structure. And <laughs> the fact that it didn't work as great at the table as for me, at least. I mean, I realize it works for a lot of people, but, you know, I mean, that goes back. Well, that, you know, I'm going I'm to go, go off on a tangent here because the other problem with internet advice is everyone is giving the advice of what works at their table. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you've got if you've got a group that just doesn't handle sandbox as well, it doesn't matter how much advice everyone tells you about how to run a sandbox. If your group likes to be given a hook and follow that hook and jump from one hook to the next, it, that advice is all useless. No, um, I, I I agree. No, in fact, the thing that broke me out of sort of my mindset was. I had to suddenly run multiple groups at once, you know, like, like before Bill would run all the stuff and then I had to run it when Bill passed away. And suddenly I would run, because before that I would run games like once a week, once every two weeks. And it wasn't like incumbent on me to be the GM as much. Right. But once I started, uh, you know, like really running multiple groups and seeing different table play examples, like, uh, that's when I started to say, Oh, this is like, uh, you know, because before that, I would mainly run with like you know like you, Rob, and Dan, and like you know a select group of people that were all on the same page, and that's that's good because I like those people and I like gaming with them. 
but it also sets up a blind spot where you don't realize, oh, wait, if I just walk over here and play with these people, I'm suddenly, you know, all the all the things I was doing that, that, that like, set Rob on fire are falling flat with this crowd, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so I think Rob and I have very particular tastes in gaming. So yeah. it's uh, the things that things that will highly entertain us. I can see crash and burning with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that might be a bad example. But 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 I just found that like you know if you're if you're if you're running multiple groups, you got to kind of um, you, you got to be willing to jettison things that you might hold dear in online discussions or is sort of like your concept about, well, this is what makes a game work. If, uh, if it's not working, I've also found that over time, sometimes you can have something that works and then suddenly it just stops working for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can have a piece of advice that's brilliant, but it gets old or, you know, it just, it just gets tired and the players, they kind of get us, they sort of figure it out maybe, or, you know, it, it just becomes something that you have to kind of let go of. Um, yeah yeah no it's i mean what's the thing because i mean you know because as tastes change a lot too it's like what i what i what i completely believed was the right way to run a game five years ago is still sensible advice but i'm not in the mood to do all those things anymore it's like a same thing with gms it's like i you know, I wouldn't want you to run the same game every time. I don't want you to figure out this is exactly what Adam likes, yeah. and I'm going to do that. I'm going to give him that every session because yeah. I, uh, it's just like eating the same meal every well, night. It's it's a. I mean, and I hate, I hesitate to use this analogy because it's it's laden with problems. But it's a little bit like being a, like a movie director in that uh, movie directors get known for a certain thing. And then mm, they yeah. and then they put out that movie and like people expect that like the next movie, uh, but then after like three or four movies like that, people are like, wait a second, like I like I, I'm I really sense the pattern here now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this, and guy, then, this guy's a one trick pony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they sort of need a they, you need to shake it up a little bit is I think what you're saying. Like you kind of have to uh, yeah you have to you have to revitalize your own sort of approach to the game. Um, which I think yeah. is kind of what I'm getting into here. You know, like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you know, I, I, so, so you, some people are very good at sort of, they have a way of doing it and it works and the players come to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I have a much different style, which is I kind of like to gravitate a little bit more to my players. I feel like that's, uh, you know, I have my style, which I'm sure you're aware of, but like, I do like to account for, okay, Adam's here. And I know Adam, tends to play games like this. Do you know what I mean? Or tends, you know, I like to sort of yeah. accommodate uh, personal preferences a bit. Um, yeah. But- well, for me, I like, I like being surprised by what happens in a game. I mean, mm-hmm. some people have a good style that they stick with all the time mm-hmm. and it works all the time. But that's what they like to do. And they're kind of bringing the play, like I say, bringing the players to them. But I, I want to be surprised how a game turns out myself yeah. even when i'm running it and and taking cues from what the players want to do is going to lead you in directions that you never never would have thought to do when you were sitting down prepping the campaign yeah and uh, i mean it, i mean that also leads to why it's a good idea if possible because i realize this is a luxury it's like it's the cruelest advice to say to a lot of gms you should play in games too because yeah. there's so many gms that are like, yeah i would i would love to play in a game yeah. they never ever get to but uh but 
seriously, if you if you at all can, I mean, I, I I have gone through long periods of my life, years of my life, where I only ran games mm. and didn't play in them at all, and I, I I can I can genuinely say that you know near the end of those periods, I was not as good a GM as I was at the beginning of those yeah. periods, just because. You know, when I when I whenever after anytime I play a game with you or Rob running the game, it's like, oh, you you you, you see these things other GMs are doing, and it it, it 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 also gives you a perspective. Just looking from the player's perspective really make lets you remember what's important about a game. When you're GMing all the time, you kind of forget what it's about to an extent. No, no, that's true. You can forget, like for example, what it means to be a player and have to wait your turn. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like exactly. things like that can be easy to sort of lose sight of. Uh, no, I, I definitely, I definitely think playing is re- is equally important. Um, and, and yeah, I think, uh, I think, you know, changing up your style, like I would not want to be a player in a game with me, you know, circa 1992. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, probably not. You, you, very... would, you wouldn't want to be a game, let be a player of me in a game around 1983. I, I killed the entire rest of my party the first time I played D&D. I'm very proud of that. Fact. I, I was on the receiving end of that. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was in a game probably in the late 80s or early 90s. I must, whenever I was in seventh grade, I can't remember the year, uh, where the player, uh, it was me and one other player who's a, a, a good friend of mine, and he was plotting against me the whole time, and he uh, turned all of my henchmen against me and uh, and set a dragon upon me. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, I, I, some of those, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that that's the worst kind of play that existed when I was young. Player <laughs> versus player actually at least had some kind of excitement and merit to it. It did, so, yeah. Well, there was a guy in my party trying to kill me, and he drove me off. And then they all went down a pit together down by the rope, and I was still up on the first level. And I came along, and I'm like, oh, you guys are all down in the 30-foot pit? Snip, cut the rope, and walked off and went home, left them to die. So Now, was the <laughs> session over at that point? Or did, that uh... was the end of the session. Okay. And you know what? I never got invited back. I don't know why, but uh, that's okay. I remember I, uh, one one the, the same player that killed my character in the seventh grade later in high school stabbed one of my characters in the belly during an argument and killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well. It's the yeah, the the the, the, the uh, initial beginning of the conflict in my game was that I, I showed up with this. I knew the game master. I didn't know anyone else. And he's like, oh, well, you could be the leader of the group. And everyone else was really mad that I was the leader of the group, which is why they betrayed me, which initially eventually led to me betraying them. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, so that was my first time playing. I'd run d and I, I actually ran D&D before I ever played it. So, mm. I, uh, you know, but <laughs> it was, I were kind of getting off on a tangent. Here. No, but, but, but that's okay. That's fine. But Terrible. I think... Um... I, there was another thing about the online discussions I wanted to raise, which I, I think I think this is why it happens. I know it's why it happens to me. I don't know if I can't yeah. speak for other people, but I think when you're involved in an online discussion, I think gamers we want to look smart. Do you know what I mean? We want to look like, you know, like, like we value intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the that's the like okay. If you go to a boxing gym, intelligence is not the thing that's valued. You go to a boxing gym, they value how tough you are, right? But if you're yeah. a, if you're in a gaming community. The way that you get credibility is by being smart, 
right? Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I think in online discussions, the worst thing that can happen to you in a gaming discussion is that you can look unintelligent or uninformed or like you you just spoke against uh, a point that you made earlier in the discussion. And uh, I think I think being able to sort of recognize that you're uh, you're it doesn't like I don't know. Once I got over having to be the smartest person there, it didn't, it didn't really uh, have as much weight for me. I was sort of, you can sort of drop the discussion. You can drop sort of the the ego investment that you have and and just sort of say like, okay, what's going on in this discussion that I can actually take away from and apply to my table rather than like, did I win? I want to impress everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah winning. I. Uh, anytime, anytime people talk about winning on the internet, it's just like no. This, uh, my 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 biggest advice on internet arguments is if if you have made forget forget the person you're arguing with. Think about the entire entire readership of this thread and think: Have I made my point? If I've stated everything that's in my point, it doesn't matter if that one guy wants to keep biting at me. It's like just. It's in the thread. People are going to read it. And if you made a good argument, it's going to be there. You're going to convince people. Just, just yeah. move on. Well, I often have to wonder, too, like when you have these threads that go on for like 10 or 20 pages, how yeah. many people actually pay that close attention to the actual exchanges? What? Like, Or are yeah. they just focusing on the posters that they like? Do you know what I mean? Like, like I there there are posters I skim past often on forums, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, and there's people I jump through, I'll skip through and go, oh, this person posted it. You know, sometimes, some of you will see the last post on a, in a topic you're not interested in will be by a person you like, and I'll jump to that. I'm like, oh, what are they saying about this game I don't care about? But, my, uh, my favorite maneuver ever on these online discussions, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's serious or not, like maybe they realize what they're doing or maybe they don't. But like you'll have like a thirty-page discussion, which is like what three hundred posts at the very least, right? Depending on the the way that the forum is structured, right? Yeah. It's, so, uh, so like three hundred posts, which is a lot to read through. You'll 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 see a thread. You'll go in and comment on post three hundred one, and or, and then somebody will be like, you know, have you read the thread, buddy? Have you been paying attention? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. I hate that. I hate that. I, the only thing is, yeah, I mean, threads threads wake up and fall asleep a lot, too. You know, it's just like there have been some threads over at RPG Pub where I moderate where they, they, they get kind of they, they rise back from the dead every few months or so. And people start talking about them again. And I'll say something as I'm typing. I'm like, wait, have I already said this in this thread? If I already made this point, I'd hate for somebody to read through. Why does why does Adam keep but, repeating himself over and over again? My big fear in those threads, and it's happened to me, is that I say like the complete opposite of what I said. <laughs> you know, because I've done that. I've posted Look, on Brennan's threads. Brennan's clearly a troll. Look at this. Well, I've got proof he's a troll. No, he disagrees. I think I think the internet expects tremendous consistency in people. Yeah. And I think in reality. I don't know. Like, if you ever, I mean, if you watch somebody over the course of an actual conversation, they will contradict themselves like 10 times. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. I, I've seen it dozens and dozens of times. I used to be a reporter. People will say, like, you know, well, I, I believe people should do X. And then later in the conversation, they'll say, people that do X are miserable. They shouldn't be, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's just a. It, 
they don't people don't often pay attention to their own thoughts and i think sometimes that happens on an internet forum too or or if it's been necroed you might change your mind actually like uh yeah and i mean a lot of conversation is just where you decide on things i mean your 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 thoughts evolve over the course of a conversation and that's 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 fine but yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's a terrible uh it, 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 I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things you you have to have to deal with. It's, it's, I, mean, I think it's ultimately it's good that people are changing their mind. The people the people that infuriate me online are people that refuse to ever 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 change their mind about anything, but want to argue about it. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm torn on that, and I'll tell you why. I'm torn on it because on the one hand I agree, but on the other hand I feel like one of the problems with the internet is people change their mind too readily. Because they've because of the sure. point I was making before, like, well, it was a good argument, so naturally I have to believe it now, and I, because I didn't have the way to refute it, so I think there's value in people that just sort of dig their heels in and are like, well, I'm not going to change my mind no matter what. But well, it, no, it's it's really when they want to argue about it. With my point, it's like when they never change their mind, but they want everyone to agree with them. That's oh, when it. You. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like. It's like you want everyone else to change their mind about this topic, but you have never changed your mind in your life. That's, well, that's how you win the internet, that's Adam. That's how you win the internet. You you you, you change <laughs> other people's minds and remain, you know, un, unchanged sure. yourself. <laughs> yeah, eventually, bit by bit, they're bringing the entire universe in line with their views. But yeah, I like I said, people that people that never change their minds and are cool with other people, whatever, or at least you know they're, they're moderately cool with other people's opinions. I don't have a problem with that. It's just 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 the people that that that, that continually insist on other people being flexible when they aren't. Yeah, because stu- stubbornness is, I'll admit, a trait that I tend to respect in people. Like if I see somebody <laughs> being stubborn, I'm automatically more respectful of them. Uh, it's see, just a, yeah, but that's that's a little bit different. That's different because I mean there are people I know who are old school gamers that have always gamed the same way, and I do have a lot of respect for those guys, you know. But they're they're not they're most of the most of the better ones aren't running around insisting that everyone game the way they do either. They just they're just they're sharing what they do. Well, something I realized a long time ago too about the internet that like people need to realize when they're involved in these discussions is hyperbole is a thing and on the <laughs> internet. It's like magnified. Cause I've had people I've been in, I've been in exchanges with people on threads where I'm like, I can't believe this person. This person is like outrageous. How dare they say this to me? I'm, I'm angry. And then I'll get a PM from the person and they'll be like, Hey, you know, it's the internet. You know, I'm not trying to be too mean. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh-huh. you know, like you, so not everybody is 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 engaged in hyperbole, but a lot of people are, and so I think you know taking that into account is important. Um, it can especially be the case if like uh, if like a person is really railing into you in a discussion. Um, you know, you're you're just you're just the punching bag. That's all. You're not really uh, you know it, it, it's it, it's uh it just it's just the way the internet works. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's good not you, and you got to be careful not to hold grudges about these things too because uh, that's, that's why. That's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, just just saying it's I, a lot. I don't, there's a lot of people I've had issues with on the past online where I've gotten into bitter arguments with them, and it's just then later on you hit on something different, and suddenly oh, 
you know, hey, you like that too? And you're like, yeah, I like that. And, you know, everything's cool. So it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 there's, there's some people I can't forgive, but they're rare. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no I'm, I have a goldfish memory these days. So like when I, what tends <laughs> to happen to me is I will, unless the person's like really branded themselves in my mind, there's like three people on the internet whose names I know and I identify them as the person who holds position X because I've had so many interactions with them that were negative or something. But yeah. for the most part, if I see a name, I don't remember squat about what positions they've held on anything. And so it's like, I have no idea. Like if this person disagreed with me on point X, Y, or Z 10 months ago, it doesn't really register. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to, it depends on the forum too. I mean, RPG pub is a, is a young, fairly small forum relatively. So it's, it's a little easier to keep track of who everyone yeah. is there. It's uh, it's kind of the, the neighborhood bar. Uh, on the bigger forums, yeah, I, I I have a lot of trouble remembering who people are. Yeah, I get. I I can't even remember people on the pod. Like I remember them, but like I can't remember what position they've held on on something. You know, like yeah. I know I've talked with this person about a game before, but I don't remember if I it was on the same page with them or not. I mean, if it's you, obviously I would remember. But like, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. So. But but it's it's I find it pretty difficult. But again, maybe that's just my goldfish brain. Um, and that might explain why I contradict myself in some of those Necrode posts too. Yeah, um, I, I keep I keep a journal of grudges of all the all the people on the internet and the things they've said that I disagree with. So you need to keep one of those. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you'll be fine. No, I think I think I'm better just kind of letting it go and not uh, not. Really <laughs> um, but yeah, so I know we got we uh you know we got a, a good discussion out of this, and I think we've uh, we've hit the end of the road here. So. Yeah, uh, we'll head out and we're going to be back on, I think, on Friday. I don't remember what movie we're doing, but we're definitely doing a Wuxia movie. I can tell you that. Um, and and also we got some surprises lined up. I I have I have I have obtained copies of uh, and I think this might be news to you, Adam, of oh. of a moment of romance, which I will be sending out to people oh, so that we okay. can do a moment of romance. That is news. Um, I believe we are also going to be doing a Chinese ghost story on the Wuxia workshop program. And I think Adam's going to be joining us on that. And, uh, and we might yes. have some other things lined up. So uh, there's going to be a number of discussions to be had. And until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.